Welcome to the Blue and White Brothers, the podcast all about Penn State football. Conversation and commentary from a fan perspective. I'm Tom Gaffman. And I'm Andy Gaffman. And we are the The Blue Blue and and White White Brothers. Brothers. Two brothers. Two takes. One team. Everyone, welcome back to the Blue and White Brothers, and uh, we are here talking about football in December. And that's not NFL football; that's Penn State football in December. And Penn State is coming off of their second win of the season, a twenty-three to seven victory against Rutgers in Piscataway, and it just happens to be our nine hundredth win of all time for Penn State football. So we're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about the significance of that win and a couple of other things. But before we do that, I'm joined here, as always, by my brother. And Tom, uh, how are you doing today? Hey, did you? I'm great, by the way. I'm doing great. You know, awesome. two wins, back-to-back wins, road victories. Amazing. You know, like uh, yeah. it's basically all you could hope for after an. I mean, it was start. a it was a nice way to uh, to spend the Saturday watching the dominant win. But like you know, before we get into talking about football, how are you in general? Um, I am kind of. I mean, it, it's it's December's what sixth or seventh now. Um, like that. It's the seventh uh, Monday, the seventh, and a month from now, I will be in my final week prepping to finalize the move of my girlfriend out to Denver where I live, my permanent, quote-unquote, permanent residence to be is Denver, um, Colorado. Interesting. So I, you, the, you're basically booking, bookending our Blue and White Brother season with a move. One, yes, <laughs> one correct. Uh, to uh, Pennsylvania. I moved yeah, you back. moved back. Yeah, I moved back in October, summer. and yep. now you're moving back in a, in a month. So you're getting, you're starting to get all that pulled together. That's kind of the way this the the Penn State seasons work for me, more or less every year. Anyways, is like a um, spend fall it, back east. Yeah, I, I mean, at a certain point, I'm back. I'm back east after like the first several games. I'm I'm still kind of hiking somewhere wherever that is because the seasons are still nice enough um, outdoors in the high country out west or whatever. But uh, this season, obviously, this worked to my benefit that I could come back after the season, the high country shuts down, and then Penn State football started. This late season has been great for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's typically cool. I have Although- to- Typically, I have to like hike my tail off on a trail somewhere to be able to get to a place where I can see a, a football game or get to a place where I have signal to watch a football game, and I and I really just want to be at the games, you know. Well, we so, couldn't be at the games this year, but it worked out right, that exactly. you uh, you were not scrambling to find a way to watch the game. Um, of course, yeah. it did. On the downside, though, um, it, it meant that you you have been sort of bouncing around to different like locations. You really haven't found a recording home. No, I have and, not. And right now, as you have for the last couple of weeks, um, I'm and we're connected via video link, and I'm looking at you in my parents' walk-in closet. Yes, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is <laughs> which you have some history with that walk-in. I closet, do have actually. some history in this walk-in closet, <laughs> and and uh, that is that I used to. I used to like I made a little fort in this kind of a walk- nest. Almost. It was a nest. <laughs> and I would hide in this nest and sleep in this nest at times. Not not right, all the time. But it was like a- um we're like six years apart, not quite. Yeah. Uh, five six years apart, five and a half years. And we shared a room. We shared a bedroom. A little this so our, the house that my parents still live in is a very lovely, modest house in downtown Lewisburg. It's like a four square Re- home. 
Kind of. Six people grew up in a three-bedroom brick house with one full bath. Four people grew up uh, in a in a house with two adults. So six people lived here. Six people didn't grow up here. <laughs> okay, you know. Listen, I'm a potato, potato. But anyway, yes, we we grew up with anyway six people in this little postage stamp house. And so Tom and I, uh, I'm the oldest. Tom's the youngest. We shared uh, a bedroom for the first I don't know what six seven years of your life, Tom. Uh, yeah. You tell and, me. And, I don't remember what age I was when I got kicked out of my own room. Yeah. So that's, you know, I, Tom and I, as you can't tell everyone, Tom and I have a slightly different personalities. And, uh, you know, I would be like wanting to read books like late into the night. And Tom was like wanting to play I, like tag. Yeah, in the room. exactly. <laughs> and Come it on, was let's just, go, you idiot. I want to get physical here. And then so I started like pushing him to try and antagonize him to playing whatever game I want to play. It wasn't quite like an itchy and scratchy situation, but definitely a Tom and Jerry. Yeah, there was no bloodshed, but, it, it, you know, with different parents, it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, here's the story. One time my, my mom and dad go out for a date or for all we knew, they were going to therapy because, I mean, trying to raise us kids. Um, but anyway, while they were out, I basically... Tom had been sleeping in this closet for weeks at this point. Really? And, uh, yes. Weeks? That's you don't not... remember that? No. no, you, no. You had, yeah, you had been sleeping in the closet for quite some time. And finally, I like... <laughs> it's dark in here. <laughs> no windows in this closet. <laughs> I basically moved you out of my room, out of our room to my parents' to the back porch upstairs that you have to go through my parents' bedroom to get to. And yeah, I just, I and, set and up your bed there. this was a 25 by five room. 25 <laughs> yeah, feet by five feet. It's like a and long it had like, gallery. I think it has like, it has like 12 windows. And the, not the very whole well wall insulated. Windows. No. I had to, but, my dad had to go buy plexiglass and he just, made me help him <laughs> retrofit this plexiglass in each one of these windows to help be like an extra barrier in the ventilation from, you know, the, the, the freezing cold. Cause I, I'll never forget this one winter. And it might've been that first winter for all I can recall. We had like a, a, we had crazy, crazy ice and rain and freezing and the gutters got all backed up with ice and it was just a super cold year, and and there were just m these massive icicles that would come down, like from the gutter that was overhanging the entire. Like, like I couldn't even see through the windows. There was this much ice <laughs> hanging off the gutters, and to the point where when it did melt, the melting like there was ice coming into my room, <laughs> oh my melting gosh. into the room, and then refreezing. Oh, dude, there was a significant like water. That is issue. amazing. It was bad. I, I did not know that. Oh, it was well, really like, bad. My my sort of like adult like awareness of that happening now, like at, now that I'm married with teenage children, like to, to basically put my parents in a situation where they had no privacy because the only way you get to the, to the, your and room your, is through their room. Your son, and I did that to them. Yeah. You did that to them. And, and you, <laughs> I, your I son is so bad. You're the age that you were when that occurred is about the yes. age that your son is now. Correct. Now imagine yeah. him, Having Doing to go that through, to you. no, thank you. <laughs> well, and like, so my parents come home to the situation, hey, dad, look what I did, you know, and I guess it still astonishes me that they allowed that arrangement with to it. stand. But it, it kind of, I guess, I guess it speaks to how like contentious. How'd you get a bed in there? Was, was there a bed in there already? Like what? 
No, I mean, like you know, the headboard comes apart. The footboard. Oh, we, so we you had put the the bunk bed in there. Yes, I okay. physically moved it, and like I remember very distinctly, as my my pitch to you was, "Hey, Tom, how would you like to have your own room?" <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot." That sounds. Good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 anyways, anyway. here I am back in the closet because. And I'm sure Back you can where it all any, began. N- any number of jokes with that. But um, <laughs> but so the thing is, I have to run like an extension cord in here. And it's the only quiet place I, I have. And, and <laughs> you know, because uh, the rest of the house, you can hear like the road noise. It's an, it's an old house with single pane, you know, glass windows. And um, you hear everything in, in the house. So I have to, mom's downstairs and I, and I got her being as quiet as she can. And I called dad at the office and I said, please don't come home right now. You know, like, <laughs> Even the front door coming, you know, coming and going in the front door, the, you'd probably be able to hear so any of the really sound. So really what we're saying here, I typically record is... in my girlfriend's goldsmithing studio, and she gives me like a, you know, a two to three hour window of like, hey, you can get it done and I'll find some other work to do that's not goldsmithing. Yes. Uh, by the way, again, thank you, Thank Kate. you. <laughs> <laughs> but what we're really saying here, everyone, is like we're now accepting donations for a professional yeah. studio space. <laughs> yeah. Even though we're in two different locations. So we need two different studios. Yes. That's so true. we need double yeah. the money. So um, go ahead, start sending them in. Uh, make checks out too. No, just kidding. Well, and, um, and speaking of you, you're, you, we're a little behind schedule as it is today, as true. we're still not talking about Penn State football. We might as well talk about what's going on in your life in your house. Why well, are we late to the plate today, Andy? Yeah. So you know, it just goes to show you, like the, for everyone listening, this is part of just we're squeezing this into real life. Yeah. And so, like yeah. in my life right now, we had a an unexpected emergency bathroom renovation. Uh, be- why? And I don't uh, even know why. Tell me why. Don't tell them. Yeah, tell me. So, so the short <laughs> version is um, a month ago, we were walking out uh, through our garage and Eileen noticed some uh, like mold in the ceiling, in the middle of the garage ceiling. Oh boy. And she pointed it out and I went up and touched it and basically the it disintegrated. Like sponge, it just disintegrated. <laughs> ba- yeah. So I, <laughs> I ripped down this, yeah, ripped down the ceiling and like the floorboards uh, of the, Rotted of the, through. yes, it was just So you could fall through possibly in the future. Uh, I mean, it was not good. And it clearly, it's something that had been going on for a very, very long time. Um, basically it was a, the master bath had a, a tile floor sh- uh, shower yeah, and it hadn't been done properly, properly, obviously. And it was just, you know, leaking for years and years and years. We did not do that. You know, we, it was finished when we, when we bought it. But now you're getting the whole bathroom redone? <sighs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah, uh, we have to. Unfortunately, yeah. that's you know really the, our only only choice. You know, um, you know. So it, anyway, it was. It's only if you've ever to had, do it right, anyways. Correct. That was our yeah. our goal was to do it right. We're not trying to like put in any sort of like sauna or anything like that. But you know, there's really when you have to start pulling up the floor and the and taking out the shower, there's really. Yeah, there's not much else you can do, but and you're having your over. fireplace redone as well. Yeah, right? that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just homeownership is awesome. Yeah, um, I'm very but, happy that I own nothing. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we. So yeah, we were we're late getting started today just because um, there were some issues with you know projects underway and encounter some things and. Anyway, but hey, we're here now. Yeah, we're here. It's we're 11 minutes into the podcast, and we're getting ready to prime the Penn State football. That's punt. right. That's <laughs> right. And you know, again, you know, we're 
in good moods in part because we're coming off of a win. I mean, going um, into this Rutgers game, we were coming off a win. A lot so of we enthusiasm. Were, we were able to enjoy the beginning of the game, much like it's like, you know, coming Almost into the start the, of the season. Yeah, I was right? going to say, like, yeah. when we were going into the end of the game, it's like, here's some excitement. You know, right. no, it's not the it's same excitement. To. It's not the same excitement. Yeah, but. not quite the same. But but so here's what we're going to talk about today, um, as we have for other post game uh, podcasts. Uh, we're going to we're going to just talk through the story the game sort of the flow of the game as it as it happened and you know Andy, um, you, you mentioned real quick you, you mentioned that penn state won their 900th victory all time yeah do you know who our first win was against our first win penn state's very first win ever uh gosh do you know this, this is like one of those trivia questions like where it should like relate to what we're talking about or something I, is it bucknell it's Bucknell. Did That's, you know? Uh, you knew. I yeah. guess I did. So Bucknell, we we referenced this in the last episode, is the alma mater of Greg Schiano. So Penn State got their first win against his alma mater and got their 900th win against his current coaching team. So yeah, and and Penn State has had a number of common opponents over the years where they have like the the highest number of wins against the 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 most we have against is Pitt of course which is awesome love that um but Rutgers is the fifth most so we we notched our 900th win with uh a, you know another win against one of our 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 most yeah 29 uh, 29 victories against Rutgers guess who's 28 victories against I know. I know that one because you told me ahead of time. <laughs> well, who is it? It's Bucknell. Bucknell. And then the yes. other, just for whatever it's worth, if people want to know, you know, we have 50, 53 wins against Pitt, 48 against West Virginia, 43 against Syracuse, 40 against Maryland, 40 against Temple, and then boom, Rutgers and Bucknell to round out the top. That, that's that old sort of Eastern football conference that, we, you know, Paterno always talked about, like those are the guys, you know. We, we played those teams lots and lots of times. And for what it's worth, thanks to Mike Poorman for putting that tweet together. To, Mike Poorman to, always – I always like his articles. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You know, props to Mike writer. Poorman. Um, um, so, yeah, so Rutgers yeah. and Penn State are both 2-5 and five now, but we hold the, the head-to-head edge. <laughs> That's and, a five by a large margin. Hey, we, we we just climbed out of the basement. I mean, yeah. as my friend Joel liked to say, you know, hey, we're, we didn't really climb out of the basement, but we're not scraping the bottom anymore. Yeah, yeah. So um, like we're still in the basement. We got to win another one here to really get get ourselves f- securely out of the the Big Ten East basement, especially. Um, so before we get to the game story and uh, before we talk about some of the themes we noticed uh, from the game, just a, a couple other notes. Um, first of all, um, in the what does this win mean department, um, this is now two in a row. I don't know if you call it a streak, Tom, but you know two in a row, and it's our first back to back road win since 2016, which at that time, that second road win was against Rutgers. Rutgers. And I was on the cusp, I mean, on the cusp of going to that game. I had just gone to Bloomington to watch Penn State beat Indiana. I think we won 35 to 21. Or no, wait. This is this is uh, at the end of that season too. So they're they're flying high at this point. And like um, dreams are happening in 2016 about what might be at that point. Is that yeah, right? Uh well, yeah, um, Yes, yes, definitely. Those are the those are the last. Uh, we closed out the season with Rutgers, or I'm sorry, we closed out the season with Michigan State, much like this this year. Yeah, Rutgers was a game right before that. Right, right? before that, yeah. and, and so so basically, the the two games prior, you know, we we played Indiana 
uh, in Bloomington. Uh, we won, sorry, 45 to 31. I apologize. Um, nationally televised game on 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 ABC, and it, it was a close game. And we were and, and we were ranked 12th. You know, we were climbing the poles, looking strong against per. You know, we beat obviously number number two Ohio State. Then we went and smashed Purdue as a 24th ranked team. Then we went and clobbered Iowa at home as a, the number 20 20th ranked team. And then Indiana, we were ranked 12th. Rutgers, we were ranked ninth. And then boom. You know the closing out the um, uh, that that away that that away slate at Indiana at Rutgers. We we demolished Rutgers thirty nine to nothing in Piscataway on a dreary, cold, blustery, um, wet day. And but you know it started with like Rutgers fans um, had filled the stadium. You know, they were like, we're going to, we're going to, you know, have a statement win against a top 10 Penn State team. And by the end of the game, there were no Rutgers fans in the stadium anywhere. There was just Penn State fans, a select amount of Penn State fans that were just just having a grand old time in the rain, just making, you know, Piscataway its home. (laughs) Yeah, it was was awesome. awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Um, I remember that game and and just ha- the, mi- the miserable um, weather and everything like that. It was a rewarding win to be sure. Um, so so yes, back to back wins. Yeah. Uh, a couple other notes. Um, you know, we we thought maybe we would see a, a full uh, defensive backfield. Um, we did not see Tariq Castro Fields this game, um, and we also didn't see C.J. Thorpe this game. And we yeah. we didn't. I, we I haven't know heard why. that he's sure injured or anything like that. But he had a really good game against Michigan, so it was surprising not to see C.J. Yeah, Thorpe. Yeah, and to touch on Tariq Castro Fields, we were hoping to have him in there, obviously, um, and especially since we thought that you know Rutgers would be scoring a lot of points and throwing the ball a lot because they didn't have a, a great rushing team um so we're like we're gonna need our full complement of of cornerbacks um turns out you know our cornerbacks play pretty well without him but you gotta wonder you know Tariq Castro Fields he's been playing for four years now and this is his senior campaign and he has one game left you know at least at at Beaver Stadium which it's a shame that these seniors don't necessarily get to get to be sent off with a with a crowd but um you want you gotta wonder if he's gonna be able to play his final final game final regular season game um, yeah, and again, ho- we, we haven't heard any news. Uh, and Franklin is just typically very, very tight-lipped about about injury Unless issues. Unless it's a season-ending injury, he doesn't. Uh, you know, it, it sounded like last week he was expecting to see Tariq, so maybe maybe he's close and just you yeah. know, it, it'd yeah. be nice to be able to see him for his last game. Um, last thing, um, we did see the return of Devin Ford, who had a pretty nice game. Um, yeah, but- he had a solid game. Uh, and we'll talk about <laughs> yes, uh, and we'll talk about uh, Ford here in a moment uh, as we talk about the game. But he revealed in the post game that um, the family member uh, whose funeral he was at um, was actually his brother. And uh, I just when I heard that, I just made me think of the fact that like we are the blue and white brothers, and how mm, yeah. you know how you know meaningful it is to be able to have a brother to to share life with. And I just you know, felt a sense of, uh, you know, empathy for, for Devin and the loss of his brother. So I wanted to just say uh, we send out uh, condolences to him. Uh, he didn't reveal, uh, the press asked, uh, you know, what was circumstances and he, you know, he didn't reveal that. That's um, not something we have any information on, but uh, whatever the circumstances are, you know, to lose your brother, uh, can only imagine uh, what a difficult loss that would be. So again, um, our condolences, uh, as well as our prayers, go with Devin and his Certainly. family. Yep. 
So what else we got? Well, <clears throat> let's talk about the game. And that uh, was a noon game. And, uh, you know, I, I remember sitting down right at noon and the, the screen comes on and it was kind of had cleared up um, in Maryland anyway. And the first picture I saw when the, when the game came on was the driving rain to start uh, yeah. in, in Piscataway. Weather issues were a factor all day. It was a, a kind of a gross day um, from a weather perspective, even after yeah, the rain when, stopped. Yeah, when the rain stopped, the wind apparently Blustery got, wind. got worse. And in some ways, I think that, that that had a real impact on the game as a whole. And, and we'll sort of maybe touch on that as, as we go. But um, the game kicked off and uh, Penn State started with a ball. And it looked as though Penn State was picking up right where they left off in that Michigan game. You know, it just it felt really good. Aside from a, a, a fumble ruski, was that was that when Devin Ford fumbled the um, the uh, opening kickoff? He did fumble the opening kickoff, recovered it, but he just basically fell. On, yeah, so we on started the ball, on like, like the nine or ten or yard line. Like yeah, right. But we then went on to, to put together a seventeen play drive. For six minutes and thirty-three seconds, and and you know it was just again like a choking, dominant, uh, grinding offense. But and unfortunately, this was sort of a weird way to start after that good good drive. Is we we stop start we ended up with a fourth and thirteen. Yeah, and a weird kind of game management call, and who, you know I'm not criticizing it necessarily, but like it was a sort of no man's land. Yeah, that's Lustry exactly what day. that's exactly what Franklin called it. They said he said they were basically in no man's land at the uh, thirty-one um, yard line on a windy, rainy day. Like, do you do you punt it? Do you kick it? You know? Yeah. If you punt it and it goes through the end zone, you only that, then you only net ten yards, right? If right. you if you 11, try to kick a technically right, if you if you kick a field goal and you miss, then you give them the ball at the thirty-one. Thirty-one. Now they did end up completing the completing the fourth down pass. Clifford completed it for seven yards to Jahan Dotson, so that was to the twenty-four yard line. So if you did punt the ball into the end zone, you net it. You you, you only lost four yards on that. So it's not the end of the world, obviously. Yeah. But but, but they, the real basically story. They, yeah, they went for it on fourth and thirteen, which is just sort of a you know just to open the game, right? It's just a little weird, especially after a, a really long. Drive and you just don't get to capitalize on any points. And yeah, not, and not the way you want to start against the team that you're, yeah. you're thinking you're playing toe to toe with and yeah. come away with nothing. So we after give the ball right over to, to Rutgers. And then another theme that's going to sort of uh, we're going to talk about through the day is the defense then stepped up. Um, Rutgers got, I think, maybe a one first down, one or two first downs. And um, then they had a fourth and short. It would, now, it was in Penn State, uh, you know, it was in their own uh, half of the field. But, you know, clearly Shiano decided that, like, you know, we're going to take every opportunity we have. He went for it on fourth and the D held. Yeah, he felt I, – I, I watched some of his post-game presser and he basically was like, you know, we we do it again. You know, we felt confident. We just didn't get it, you know, like so, so yeah, he it was, was a confident fourth and his, one. His players it was a fourth and one QB keeper yeah. and the defense stuffed them. And so and that was then, that was their running quarterback, Johnny Langan coming in for you know the his specialty play, which is right. our yeah. like our Will, Will Levis. Levis so, yeah. Right. Um and didn't pick it up. Now so so you know they had only gotten one first down on that drive, Andy, but that you say this is kind of one of the themes of the day. This is this is the theme of the game 
is is our defense. Yes. This is this is you know the best we've seen our defense play all season, hands down. Defensive line controlled the line of scrimmage. They didn't get any sacks. Or no, sorry. The yeah, no, the D line didn't get any sacks until the final drive of the game. Um, you know, garbage yeah, time. Garbage. Yeah, De- Devon. I think it's Devon Ellis. Or I, I, I'm sorry if I have his name wrong. Um, he uh, he he got a garbage sack. But but so you know, the, but the D line they pursued. They they filled the gaps. Shelton played great. PJ Mustafa played great. Um, it, it it was a it was an all around great defensive effort minus uh, some you know some of the the missed tackles we're kind of accustomed to seeing, um, but I mean yeah well so we'll talk about that more in the in the um, when we talk about this, the themes of the game, uh, so but after we we had that fourth down stop uh, gave our offense a short field then we uh, we say go through a sequence uh, where basically the best portion of the of the game for Penn State. Yeah, okay. No so in three successive possessions, we got uh, three skate straight scores, two touchdowns and a field goal. Um, the first oh, one the was up. probably the play of the game on the offense, um, where uh, the defense, you know, or excuse me, where the offense got a couple of uh, couple of plays. And then we our first touchdown of the day um, was a beautiful 29 yard pass. To I mean, Parker it was as Washington. beautiful as a passing play we've seen out of, you know, Clifford out, of all late. Year. You know, Definitely. I mean, he had some great, like, um, <laughs> kind of like uh, lucky throws to to Jahan Dotson right. earlier in the year, especially, especially against um This one looked Ohio like State. it was, it was drawn up to look, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, like, I would say, like— you know, all the way back when we were excited about Kirk Sharaka as uh, an offensive coordinator before, you know, all of this to see happened. This type of play this type all of the pass time. because that's what they burned us with at Minnesota so many times. It's like deep crossers, you know, uh, post routes, uh, and and it just was beautiful. He was wide open across the middle, and uh, and the the throw was right in stride. It was just. It's what you, we would love to see. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, game in and game out. we don't see it enough, and we haven't seen it enough, and that, and that could be a product of a any number of things. Any number know, of things. The, the, the struggles of the quarterback position, the struggles of the offensive line for the majority of the game. Yeah, um, great protection on that play. Yeah, by the yeah. O line, uh, part part of what made that happen. Yeah, and we uh, saw the O line shuffle around a, a bit too. By the way, you know, we saw we saw Juice Scruggs getting a lot of uh, playing time uh, across the line, and Will Fries going to the the guard position, and then. And playing the tackle position, Caden Walls coming in, coming out. It was an interesting um, kind of shuffling of the offensive line quite a bit uh, on the day, but ultimately the offensive line held their held their own quite a bit. I mean, we rushed, we rushed for it, almost it was a great day yards. for the O line for sure. Um, so so put seven on the board, felt really good, good looking um, short field. Uh, you know, taking advantage of that opportunity, and then the D comes out and forces a three and out. We get well, the they ball lost back. yards, by the way. They, they didn't even gain any yards on us. Right. Three plays for negative three yards. Uh, so and complimentary then, football in full swing here at this point exactly. in time of the game. So then uh, offense gets the ball back yet again. And this time they put together uh, another really nice long drive. Um, the ball got started with the ball at the 14-yard line and drove the ball over the course of 11 plays uh, almost five minutes off the clock for 74 yards. Um, and we ended up with a field goal, another theme for the day. Well, and that was because of, unfortunately, a, a dropped 
what what would have been at least a drop first down, possibly a, a touchdown. Parker Washington yeah. uh, had both his hands on the ball. It was kind of like a, a a tough catch in some respects. Clifford may have put a little too much on it, maybe throwing it a little bit, um, you know, out of uh, stride for for Parker. But you would have liked to have seen him come down with it, and and it it would have meant at least another chance um, at, at you know getting the ball inside the five yard line for a first down or a touchdown. Yeah. So um, as it was, um, we, uh, you know, got a field goal out of that drive. So now we're up 10 to nothing um, and then kick the ball off again. Again, the defense holds. um, uh, Again, Rutgers had a fourth and one in their own territory um, after getting, uh, you know, only one first down. And um, Brandon rolled the dice. To Brandon, go for it again. Yeah. And Brandon Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Langan again. Yeah. Brandon Smith had, you know, a, a pursuit play that he. Um, he he almost almost got the sack and 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 Langan kind of kind of tossed it you know in a last second desperation before his knee went down uh, when he was like essentially horizontal. Yeah, it would have been a pretty decent sack. Yeah, if, I mean, if it, not for that. It was. Still, and I had it, said to you, was there even a receiver in the area? Like, is that you know, was that was that grounding? You know, did he get it back to the line of scrimmage? Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, he it was it, you know it was a turnover on downs. We got the ball again on a short field on the 45-yard line of Rutgers and uh, turned that also into seven points. Yeah, now we're, we're talking about these these scoring drives of ours, and we haven't even remotely brought up the fact that we're shuffling our quarterbacks in and out of these drives. Yeah, like, very like good we point. are legitimately running a two-quarterback offense. Like, that's we this, this Rutgers game... We ran a two quarterback offense the entire time. You know, yeah, I mean, like, how many how many uh, running plays did did Levis have? I think it was seventeen. Seventeen. He ran the ball seventeen times. Seventeen. And attempted times. zero passes. Yeah, not a, that. That's that in and of itself, right there is. I, I mean, are we going to get into that right now? Or should we? Should, no, should let's we... let's. So let's again. Let's keep going through the game story. But this is another thing. That is the game we're story. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, well, that is the offensive inept inept game story. You know, we we had three great drives. Yes, and then the inability to adjust. You know, once once Rutgers figured out our. Falcon package was, which is what they call the Will Levis the package. Falcon. Yeah, we package. we went from the lion to the falcon. You know, a couple of predators out there that kind of are more like minced meat than anything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just I, I, I mean, you can keep going with what you're talking about, but to me, to me, you know, after that scoring, after that scoring touchdown drive, we totally just imploded on offense, both from a game planning standpoint. To a game call, to a play calling standpoint, to a, an execution standpoint, it was a total turtling of of offense. Well, and in terms of like, you know, in terms of execution, you know, we have two turnovers on the day. Both of occurred after this, and both of them kind of seemed to kind of. Uh, Hand momentum. It's like the over, old, the old right? offense showed yeah. back up essentially, yeah. and then yeah. and then you, yeah, it was so, not not very creative. And and you you know I get it. Like you, the weather could 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 have played its role, but I mean, I, I I don't I don't know if not letting Will Levis attempt passes is is the the key to to saving uh you know yourself from yourself. You know. <laughs> well, look, look, let's. You know, 
let's talk about the next drive after right, after we scored that touchdown. Again, sure. defense forces a three and out. Rutgers gains only three yards. Yeah. So the defense we, had six three and outs in the day, man. Yeah. So so my my sense when we got that ball back after forcing a three and out. Yep. Um, is that um, you know, and and the punt, and we got the ball on our own forty. So so again, another short field, and I'm like, time to go for the jugular. Yep. And put this game out of reach once and for all. And instead, on that very first play, uh, Devin Ford. Fumbled the ball. A possible, and even the announcer said it, a possible momentum-shifting play occurred with Devin Ford. and With, you know, wet ball, whatever, you know, maybe he's had not totally in the game, you know, as it was in the, in the, in the kickoff. Um, but, you know, maybe that kickoff fumble was foreshadowing for this fumble. Who knows? Yeah. But, but that, now, that's credit like the, the— Again, credit the defense. They certainly. held tight. Um, they forced another three and out. Um, we traded uh, a couple of punts, and Penn State ended the ball, uh, well, well, ended the half with a ball. Well, hold on, um, hold on. But without if we're going to go through points. this, if we're going to go I through mean, this, here, let's go through it. I'm, I am. So, it. so this is this is a curious coaching strategy, yeah, as far right. as I'm concerned. Strategy. Um, you know, they they three plays, negative 13 yards punt they punted away we got the ball back um with uh, two and a half minutes on the clock and and we're on our own i think we get the ball on our own 12 yard line so we have we have all three of our timeouts there's two and a half minutes on the clock a little over we, we've got we're deep in our own territory so there's some risk 12. there there's so, some so, risk there so who do you trot out there but Will Levis? Mm-hmm. Why are you Why are you trotting out your Falcon? What, what, what you've only? And by the way, why is he a Falcon? He doesn't even throw the ball. Oh, I, I feel oh. like a Falcon would be somebody who's chucking them deep, long bombs. You know, yeah, good point. Deep threat strike strikes in the air. Why are you calling it the Falcon? Anyway, so that's a that's a gripe. Um, <laughs> it's more like a so. It, what what what's an animal that like just like forces their way through? It's like the like the boar package. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, a wild boar. boar. The wild like, boar. not even the a wild, wild boar. That spear no. could skewer a wild boar. No, I'm like a more like a uh, a boring like beetle. <laughs> yeah. it, you know that's what uh, so, the boring offensive package is what it is. Um, yes. So mm-hmm. so Will Levis runs the ball on first down. For four yards, okay, that's cool, that's fine. You know, you want to chew up some clock. I'm down with that. But then well, we'll live as hey, I've, it worked so well the first time. Let's do it again. Yeah. So they they literally call the same play again. And, and mind you, he didn't even hand the ball off one time from his, every time he went into the game, he ran the ball. He didn't hand it off. He didn't pass it. He ran it. So from a defensive perspective, which is by the way, Shiano is a defensive minded coach. He figured what this. They're gonna do he now. figured this out from a. I mean, you, you. We knew it even going into the game. That's what Will Levis does. But he. They don't even try and hide the fact that they were gonna do this on every single play when he came in. It just was what it was. And sure, he got what? How? How many? Sixty-five. What did he, what did he get? Sixty-five yards rushing. Sixty-five yards on seventeen carries. Yeah. So at three point eight. What is it? Three point eight yards a pop. On average. Come on, man! Like, like you can't. That's uh, anyway. So so on his second play of that drive, um, clock is still ticking. We're not we're not rushing around. We're not using our timeouts. He gets sacked 
or it's I mean it, it's a sack, but it was a it was a run attempt that he got blown up in the backfield for a four yard loss back to the original line of scrimmage on the twelve yard line. Then they trot Sean Clifford in there for an you know they completed a pass for six yards and to the eighteen and that was it. Rutgers got to use a timeout and they had two left and you know you give them a, you give them a chance to they you know you they punted yeah, it to the Rutgers forty seven so they have they have half the field. Yeah, to, you know, but it, it he, just was not good, you know, game management. No, the, you know, on the one hand, you had an opportunity to get points. On the other hand, you really wanted to see them get, get some down. yards and hold the ball, so you don't put Rutgers in a position where they can, you know, start had, to get back into they, the game. All they had to do was move the ball 20, 30 yards to be able to kick a field goal and be only down two touchdowns. You know, right. like what, now, what what started as an opportunity to to put the dagger sort of at least at the end of the half here 24 nothing 20 to nothing you know you you gave them the opportunity and that that's kind of the, just like yeah. a recurring theme here is us not being able to close you know close down opponents at all yeah yeah and, and especially against a, a team like Rutgers where the last thing you want is to give them some momentum and give them some now, some self belief to credit Brent Pry and the yeah. defense right they came, which we, they came which we've been pretty, tall. we've been pretty down on the defense all year. Yeah, and so <laughs> and strangely enough, you know, the, you know, stats don't tell the whole story. Especially one stat doesn't tell the whole story. But Penn State's total yards defense uh, yards allowed it ranks 17th in the country. <laughs> you know, that's a product of short I would field, not have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. because our offense turned the ball over. Yeah, in short, exactly. Short field type situations, but we yeah, are also like almost nearly, dead last in red zone defense. So. Yeah, and like in points allowed, it's not a good look either. So, no, no, um, but yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of a, a lot of ways that the defense hasn't seemed to come through this year. But yet again, we give the ball to Rutgers at midfield. And um, force another three and out. So we close out the half, um, you know, just, just basically taking it. a knee. Going um, into the half with all three of our timeouts, by the way. Uh, you know. <sighs> you know, I wouldn't – typically <sighs> I don't care if you don't use your timeouts, you know. But but with Franklin, you hey, look, know. No, no, no. Let me, just, let me just stop you right there. Because, you know, we gained six yards on that previous drive, okay? If we had taken a timeout – after that first down play of gaining four yards, for example, and like we had given Rutgers more time, we would have been no so doubt. I'm not even necessarily referring so, to using so, it on that drive. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, it, it, like, you know, there it, you other know, it doesn't matter. Look, we were up 17 nothing at half, and in spite of the last six minutes, kind of feeling sort of, you know, like we stalled out. Nonetheless, you know. It was, it was, I felt pretty good at halftime. Well, you felt good, pretty good at halftime because you thought, okay, we're up 17 to nothing. Let's go, go into the half and have a great game plan. If we double out. that score, yeah. or double that offensive production for the second half, then it it's looks like, amazing. This it's is a great, great game. Right. And like, remember, my score prediction was, I think, 35 to maybe Seven. 20 or something like that. Sure. You know, so, uh, you know, 17 is like basically half of that 35. So I was feeling pretty good about my prediction and, and like, at least from the offensive standpoint. Right. Um, and we're working the opportunity for, for a shutout. Yeah. Um, but, so, but the problem is, you yes. know, what we did, what, what is we, the problem, Tom? We didn't, we didn't feel that like the way we closed the second quarter could, could, you know, rear its ugly head into the third quarter. We thought, you know, we yeah. were going to come out with some, this team ended up 
barely showing up in the second half in terms of well, offense, offense, in terms of offense. Offense. Okay, yeah. so here again, um, so now Rutgers starts with a ball, and we're able to force a fumble on their second play from scrimmage. And we give the ball to our offense on the Rutgers 39. And similar to like where we started the game in the first half with a short field um, after a turnover on downs, it's like, here we go. Let's do it. And I mean, we're um, already in field goal range, you know, like basically, yeah. You know, know, but we are. We not only gain able to manage yards. more than one first down. <laughs> we only know? gain. We, we only gain. Actually, no. We only gain. We gain ten yards. yards basically. Yeah. We gain Sorry. ten yards, and um, Jordan Stout. Well done, my friend. Forty-seven, 47 yard, field, yard goal field goal in a blustery wind. A- impressive field goal, but like you know, again, second half foreshadowing. Not very sharp on offense coming out uh, after. Um, after the halftime break. No, no, because after that field goal, yes, you know, the defense came out, did their job again, and they were just, you know, they were almost, they were, we really felt like a shutout was possible here. Yeah. But guess what happened then? You know, we, we, we got him to punt. Oh, man. Sean Clifford gets the ball. Sean Clifford. And, you know. Threw he, an interception he, yep. on third and eight. Now, it you know, it would have been a first down. Yeah. Um, it went right through the hands of uh, was it Washington? Uh, I can't remember who it was. I'm not, the game flow isn't, was isn't it showing Lutz? who it was to. I can't remember. Maybe it was yeah. Lutz. But you know, now on the one hand, he got both of his hands on it. But on the other hand, it was high and 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 not. Yeah. You know, and and Franklin said after the game that was not a catchable ball. Yeah, Franklin said after it may have been a catchable ball, but Franklin said after the game is like, when you're throwing across the middle of the field, you don't want to miss high because if you yeah. miss high, you really risk exactly what happened. You know, a tip ball into the hands of a waiting safety. You want to you want to put the ball on the body or miss low, and um, so so. Yes, um, you know when we that put some blame happened. on the on the receiver, but also like it was just not an accurate pass by Clifford, and and so he, I do think he owns that interception, even though it was a tip ball. Um, when that play happened, I was like, ah, it's just a tip ball. Like, I, like in my in my brain, my the anticipation for me was like that was just gonna fall incomplete. Like I just was like, there's I, no I way. And then and then I was like, wait, what? It was intercepted. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, you know, like arms up, eyes rolling, like you gotta be kidding me. So, so then Rutgers and then, basically, so they got the ball on our thirty-six yard line. On our thirty-six. Line. Now Rutgers at that point puts together what's effectively their most productive drive of the game, and in that it was on a short field. And you thanks know, in part to some defensive miscues and some, some miss tackles, and you know, and then like this weird like. Well, prayer of a floater on that fourth just, and goal from the um, three yard line. This is like the prayer of a play. Like our defense had we no bad. We had it stopped. Yeah, he was he was like falling backwards, about to get. I don't sacked. even think he saw where he was throwing the ball. I think he might have, and I think he got lucky because you know he threw it up a basically a duck of a ball. Uh, um, it was. And, and, I, I was certain know, that it was going to be intercepted. By or the way. at least. Batted away, but Something. no deep Penn State defender made made the move to get you know get in there to, to they sort to of kind of watched it like they a did. Sort of... it, was, it was it was Jesse Lucetta and Daquan Hardy and Daquan they just... Hardy was in, in in position he was behind their receiver this yeah, was their and, big and so receiver was their their number one receiver yeah and so like you know he basically boxed out Hardy and no one else kind of catch. 
it was a, I mean, it was a very athletic catch and he's a big bodied receiver. And so, but, but again, it just felt like the defense did not rally to the ball in the same way uh, that, that, you know, they had for a lot of the game. So, you know, credit, um, Vedral and uh, Bo Melton for for a great play on Rutgers offense. Uh, take something a little bit away from the defensive performance. You gave up the shutout. Um, you know, and, and it is at that what point, it is. It, I well, mean, this, yes. this Rutgers it, team look, has scored look, at this point, thirty points a game leading into into this game, and and they they I mean these guys scored twenty seven against Ohio State. So giving up one touchdown when your offense just gave them a short field, it's not the end of the world. It's and not it, the it, end of the world. But like my feeling at that time in the game is like it, here we go. It's now it's now twenty to seven. And our offense is imploding. Our and- <laughs> offense hasn't done anything. And now it, let's say Rutgers catches, you know, momentum. Fire here. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're only two touchdowns away from taking the lead. When I say only, you know, be, obviously the game turned out that, that, that nothing of the sort even came close to happening. So, but it was so- just a moment where it could have been a big, again, like that fumble earlier, um, it could have been a big momentum shifter. Um, and and it, it actually it actually was after that touchdown because our our offense came out and and out trotted Will Levis again, and mm. I'm not like I don't hate Will Levis. I no, don't. no, I, 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 I want to really... see him succeed, but I don't yes. think that it... the the coaching decisions <laughs> of when and how and why. Yeah, the they're... comments we're making about Will Levis are not really about him as a yeah. as an athlete. It's more about the call to to run this play incessantly. Yeah, so Will Levis comes out first and ten from the twenty-five after a touchback, and just—I <laughs> mean, it's literally three boom, boom, straight boom, plays. You know, rush for three yards, rush for two yards, rush for four yards. All Will Levis. We take uh, you know hardly any time off the clock, and it, it's just like bada bing, bada boom. Three plays, nine yards, two minutes off the clock. Here you go, Jordan Stout punts it only thirty-one yards. To the Rutgers 35, and it's yeah. just like, hey, and now there's here's, momentum. Here's, here's the momentum that we've just now handed. And and and, and maybe Rutgers is going to seize it, but but guess who didn't let him seize it? Because man, they did come to play. Every, Holy you know, cow! They did, man. It just, Holy they, cow! It's just like every Three time and out again. Yeah, yeah. they Three they, and out. They didn't get anything. Like if you remove that touchdown drive from from you know the the day, like. Uh, let's see here. What what are the total Their yards? Second to last drive of the game, they gained sixty yards. Exactly. So and you that, remove the they touchdown ended up, drive, and that that's like yeah. uh, that's like uh, thirty and six, that's like almost a hundred yards. Bef- without removing those two uh, drives, they have like a hundred yards of total offense. It was a, a, a suffocating, dominant, yeah, defensive performance. So, um, yeah. So after that, um, our Stilly little three and out. Thank, thank you for trotting out Will Levis three straight times. Oh man! Um, you know we we forced a three and out. Um, then we had another sort of like, you know, it just we had one good play Fourth on and that. Fourth three, Sean Clifford drive. run for no gain <laughs> to close out the next the next drive. Yeah. No, look, <laughs> we had we had two strong plays. Okay, uh, we we had a twenty yard throw to Dotson. Yeah. Um, and we had a, a 14 yard run by by Devin Ford, and then again we stalled out. Um, we went for it on fourth and three, and that's when you said, you know, as you said, Clifford got stuffed. So you know, again, another chance to sort of like 
put the game away. We didn't seize that opportunity. It was a little bit of no man's land. I think going for it on fourth was the right call there, but um, just the, 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 the play specific call play on, that, we, man, that we chose it, just, again, ineffective, a short yardage, red zone, you know, just ineffective is kind of, you know, the way me, I would put it. Okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about these, these short yardage situations that, that aren't working for us. And we keep, you know, bashing our battering ram, Will Levis or Sean Clifford quarterback helmet into the pile for, for these first downs. We went to Brenton Strange three times. On Are we talking first, about that now? I'm doing it. I'm doing okay. it right now. Sure. Okay? Why not? You know, Pat Fryermuth went down earlier this year. Yeah, and, and which we have, our condolences to him. I mean, obviously, do you, do you condolences to someone who's injured. I don't. We, sure. Yeah, sorry. Um, We're sorry that he's had to. End besides his the point, early. right now. Um, sure. So, so Brenton Strange. Never mind. I take targeted, it back. Gets targeted three <laughs> times on the opening drive. Two of them, he caught all his passes, all his targets. Two of them went for first downs, and he looked strong. How you many know, times looked, did and he's blocking uh, we, well? Yeah. And, how and, many times did he throw to to Brenton Strange after that first drive? Zero. He had zero catches the rest Tom, of the game. Can you give me a rational explanation for why we didn't throw to him the rest well, of the game? I, 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 like between Theo Johnson and Brenton Strange being big body targets. You would think that in short yard situations that have time and time and time again this year, these runs are not effective. They don't. They don't have a great you know completion rate. Uh, it's just it's it, the percentage is not there. It's not. It's not making sense. Will Levis is you know three point eight yards in the day, and and everybody on the field, including the the opposing team, knows what we're doing on third and fourth and short. Everyone, we ha- we've done it every time. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about what we're running when we trot Will Levis out there, or even when Sean Clifford's in there on a third or fourth and short. He, he's he's running it, you know? So the, the play calling is extremely suspect. And, man, just hit a tight end over the middle for once. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't get what, what, what the, the idea is behind this just inability to, to, to you know, adapt – to, to what, Needless what, to say, it's it's very frustrating, uh, yeah. and it was frustrating um, at you know at the end of that drive where it seemed like we were we were getting something going. We were getting close to being able to you know we're just outside of field goal range probably, um, but yeah, again to turn the ball over when you have fourth and short yardage and and you could we're not you even just running any like yards. play action passes off of these these uh you know like we're showing that we're gonna run, but no, we we caught you caught you off bounce like like. Like you, in logically, when you're so when you're running a play like that time and time and time again, you're almost waiting to catch the defense off balance to run a play. Some sort that of looks trick play like that. Or, yeah, yeah, right. But we don't even we, we don't that. do that. Now I did say what are we to you, what are we waiting to to catch Michigan State off guard? That's what I said. I said to you, it's like maybe we're setting something up for next week. Yeah, but you're all like, season, all <laughs> season, it's all about it, catching a, Michigan State stretch. off guard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I even and even if that's the plan, it's like why I guess is you know, you're not catching anybody off guard. Yeah, you haven't even tried to catch anybody off guard. All right, so yeah, this moment brought to you by Gethmania. Anyway, so so okay, let's just let's just close this out. So so um, you know we turn it over on downs at their thirty five, and yep. then we force another three and out once again one yard coming through. Only now took off forty two seconds. Here's a precarious spot, okay, because we one, got the two, ball. 
yard line on the two yard line. This is this is actually the the to me it was the drive of the game. I agree of, with that. You know, one hundred percent. You know, and again, so you know, it's at this point, um, there's still almost twelve minutes left in the game. You're up by two scores, but it's still plenty of time for, you know, again, fumble interception in in your now own you're up, you're end up zone by or team points for the record. So they scored two touchdowns. They can win it with an extra point. Exactly. So. So, so you know, he, again, it seems like momentum has been seeded back to Rutgers at this point, and um, we're in a dangerous spot. Even if you punt it away, maybe you're only punting it to midfield, and they're, on, again, on a short field. So what are we going to do with the ball? And we put together, you know, again, I think our best drive of the day, an 89-yard drive. Now, unfortunately, we did not come away with a touchdown, but we took, again, almost five minutes – uh, of time off the clock. Well, and it, it was highlighted by it was it was um, you know we had uh what what was it we had first and ten from the PSU two yard line and then it was second and eight um uh yeah sec- yeah Kevon Lee had a thirty one yard yep. run that was yep. that was then also a horse collar tackle so right. then we get the ball at the fifty yard line and first down at that point so but that thirty one yard run man Kevon Lee it, and that was has, like up that was up the gut too if I remember correctly yeah yeah and it, it just it and, was and a just great the offensive hole. line finally just like blow bowled people over and he just he just went and Kevon Lee you know who he starts to remind me of and, and I think he has the ability to to kind of grow into this a little bit more do you remember Tony Hunt I said people have said Tony Hunt before uh and I don't remember if that was you or if that was one of the commentators but I think yeah, it was me <laughs> I, I, yeah I do remember Tony Hunt yeah well Tony Hunt um this is he was the kind of dude that just kept running the ball. Like he wasn't fast. He wasn't outrunning anybody ever, but he was making people miss and he was finding the holes and he was finding the creases and following his blockers and he would be breaking tackles. And Kevon Lee has this he's like basically the same build as Tony Hunt. I think Tony Hunt was like 6'1", 230 pounds and Kevon Lee's like 6'2", 230 pounds. So he's just he's and he's built from the waist down like <laughs> yeah. He's a thick-bodied dude from the waist down. Yeah, and, so he doesn't have breakaway speed. But he's I- got a jump cut. Yeah. He's got a jump he's cut got and good he's got cuts, vision. good vision, good balance. And you know, and I strength. think I think, you know, say let's say Journey had the ball on that carry, that may have been a touchdown. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. because Journey's got breakaway speed and yeah. and there was some you know, you know, maybe five yards where uh Kevon Lee just there was no one around him and you know, whoever was pursuing on the backside was able to catch up to him and and you know take him down for for only quote unquote only a thirty one yard gain. But sure. uh, you know, again and then the horse collar tackle and, and now you're out to the uh, to the fifty. Um and you know, again at that point they the offense picks up um Kevon Lee run for fourteen. It was the Kevon and Will Levis. Uh, Will Levis run for twelve yards. Kevon Lee for two yards. Sean Clifford run for two yards. Did we attempt to pass? Yeah, uh, at yeah, the very end. One yep. at the end. That was the incomplete so, for 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 a possible you know, possible first down, first down or touchdown or touchdown. Parker Washington you know, dropped Parkinson another. Washington dropped the dropped the pass. Um, so uh, yeah, he Washington had the first the, time all season. He yeah, had I yeah, felt like some drops. critical drops, but yeah. um, nonetheless, we were able to put a field goal on. Uh, An important board. field goal. It was which, really important, which made, making a three-score game. Well, 
it's a yeah, sixteen no, point game yeah, at that point. Yeah, well, so technically can, still a two score game, but technically, but not 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 looking great for Rutgers with seven minutes and twenty seven seconds left in the clock, and we're up by we're up by sixteen. You're feeling pretty good about our defense's chances uh, with what they've already you know shown so far. But the you know a, a kind of a hidden gem of this game was we didn't miss any field goals. We were three for three on the day yeah. with a forty seven yarder by Stout as well. So Pentagar was Pentagar was uh, two for two. <laughs> there and, it is. Yeah, right. we haven't heard that since the hey, since you know, the special once teams we went preview. zero and five, the the fun was it was tough to to have. Well, the fun. and we had some trouble with field goals earlier this season. Too. Yeah, so it was like pin a oh pin my gosh, pin a pin a oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, three for three on field goals, two by Pinnaker and and one by Jordan Stout. Um, so kick the ball they, off. They they oh. they they tried to to mount that uh, possible comeback though. They you did. know, like. They as did. far as Ru- Shiano's on the sidelines telling them, hey, you're in this you're game still. In so this. You have a yeah. chance here. Two, you know, we get a touchdown, a two-point conversion. You know, we got a shot. And, and, and that's seven what and Shiano seven brings and to the table is, is the motivation to, to right. bring. So th- th- they put together an effort on the next yeah, drive. Yeah, seven and a half minutes left on the clock, and they put together a 60-yard drive. It wasn't and, like our defense was giving up, like, garbage, like, plays. Like, it, you know, in terms of, like, I, this was this a concern. Concerted Rutgers effort against our starters. Like we didn't have backups in or nothing. This was yeah, a and they they got a couple effort. of chunk plays, a, a yeah. fifteen yard run, a, a you know a nineteen yard pass, a, um, you know the, they had another chunk play, a fifteen yard pass. Um, Their backs were against the wall, and they were they were starting to produce. So you know, I'm thinking, and like this is where like you know if you. You know, if you ever watch the NFL and you watch a, a Patriots game with Tom Brady, and it's like that's why you never want t- Tom Brady to have the football have the in his hands at the end yeah. of the game, or Ben Roethlisberger, yeah, or any of yeah, those yeah. great quarterbacks. It's like backs against Russell the wall, boom, Wilson, boom, boom, yeah. right, exactly, and like, Breeze. and just like in a you know in a snap, they're so, so, on so the twenty-five fun- yard line, yep, and uh, fourth and six. So defense sort of stiffens. Um, at fourth and six on the twenty-five. Five minutes left on the clock still. Five too, minutes still you know? left on the clock. And um, defense held. Uh, they, they yeah they, uh, they, they ran a QB. I think it was a QB run. Uh, they, oh yeah, because I was I was like it was like that game where Penn State ran. You know, we had a fourth and something against. I think it was Ohio State in 2018, maybe. And, and it just you like, know we ran a Q, you know, Ricky no, Ronnie was, called the QB oh, draw. It was the and, worst you know, play. And that's kind of what they did. They tried to catch us out of position, and you know, and they ran right D, into the teeth yeah, of the D. Yeah. We we stopped them. Um, you know, five minutes left at that point. Um, you know, we still offense got the ball back. We we got some yards, um, but basically the game was over at that point. And we used the two quarterback system in that last drive for Penn State. By the way, uh, yeah, still we're still just going swapping. I, I it, it it was perturbing. It was perplexing. Mm. It it's it, it, I don't understand it. I, I you know I don't the only the only way. That I can, you know, we we held onto the ball for seven plays for only two yards. But we, took- you know, what happened on that drive, and this this is what this is also what caused some frustration running into the for kicker. me. We got a running into the kicker penalty. We basically had a three and out, and it was just like, yeah, oh, come on, guys. totally. And then they they got a running into the kicker penalty, which by the way was a little bit of a gift. It was yeah, it was fifty. I mean, yeah. the guy kind of like sort of hugged. 
He uh, ran into him hard enough. Hard enough. I, hard I don't enough. think it was a bad call, but it was. It wasn't a. It was, it was a running into the kicker, but it was. It was a. It was a fourth and four. Right. So, so it was. It was only a five yard penalty, but an automatic yeah. first down. Or not. An, it was not it was an a, automatic first. It was down, a but first it was an, down because we. It was fourth and four. And so, so then it's like. Then it's like, oh, um, great. Let's go ahead and um, finish this game out. And. Uh, instead, what we did. This was is, one of our two penalties on the day. Uh, and it was such a a bad penalty. It was it, who was who was who did the block? Was it was it Keandre Lambert? It or was, was Cam it? Brown. Oh, Cam, Cam Sullivan Brown fi- finally shows up in the game and gets an illegal block, which is a panel, per- personal foul, fifteen yard penalty. So on first and ten, it becomes you know it's a spot foul. So from the spot of the foul, it's fifteen yard penalty. So it was a fir- it became first and twenty two from our own twenty one yard line, and then it's just like okay, we're trying to run the clock out. So it was Keziah Holmes, Will Levis, Keziah Holmes, basically for next to no gain on any of those plays. Yeah, and um, and then we we call our own timeout just to run the clock as far down as we can down to the two minute. Um, the end but again, the- a really, you know, we could have ended the game on our own terms and victory formation. Exactly. Yes. I yep. mean, at this point, the game is out of reach, you know? Yep. So we, but we ended up having to punt the ball off. Uh, Rutgers, uh, you know, tries to do something with it in the, in the last two minutes. They don't really do anything with it. Game ends and um, Penn State victorious. 23 yeah. or 7. I mean, they get the ball down to our 35-yard line for the, yeah, for the but record. Just still. But not not for, obviously, the ability to win the game. Um, anyway, so uh, so so getting so, to this— So, look, let's, let's, let's just— No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold no. on. I'm no, going to say hold it. On. I'm going to say but, it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Okay. I'm going to say it. <laughs> say it. So, so asking myself this question of the incessant running of this 2QB system, now two games in a row— I mean, it's it's one thing to, to to be doing it because Sean Clifford or Well Levis is is struggling from the passing point of view from from us from passing standpoint. We've won two games, and I don't think it's because we're using the two quarterback system. I don't I think agree. that's why we're winning. No, you know, I, I think that it's it, it hindering the quarterbacks a bit. Whoever the starter is should be, and in my opinion, it, I it think should it be should Sean. be Sean. Yeah, uh-huh. I, you're hindering his ability to gain. Uh, confidence as a leader, which is by the way, Sean's your team, a team captain, and he's not, he hasn't been throwing the ball bad the last two games, really. I mean, it's not been lights out, but no, he was um, 15 of 22, which again, I think is above 60%. It's above sort of where he's been. So, so the only kind of thing that I'm thinking here is the reason why these coaches are doing this is. To a maybe take the pressure off of both of them, you know, so that they're both not trying to do too much at any one given time, and the the but the real reason I think it, it, this is happening, it could be because they're trying to keep their quarterback room intact, moving into next season. I and, mean, it's it's possible. I mean, that think that's about one it. Of the if, if Will Levis is is thinking. Oh well, there, Sean's the 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 starter, you know, going into next year, and and I'm not going to be utilized, and you know, he has two years left before his co- collegiate, you know, um, time is up, um, and it, it's just like there, you you can transfer penalty free right now. Yeah. Well, I, no, I don't think that's quite accurate. I, I think they're yes, expecting. I think they're expecting. They've announced it. That it's going to be official starting in the new year that they'll have a you know one time yep. no fault transfer. 
Did they have announced. they voted on that? Has it's is it announced. official? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and and I'll if I'm wrong on that, I apologize, and I'll put it in the show notes. What what what's really going on with all that? But, um, you know, Will Levis wants to compete. I think he was bummed when he got benched after, um, you know, he said John, as much. Yeah. You so, know, he said as much. So th- if you look at it from the from that point of view, is like you know we lost Michael Johnson Jr. Um, in the off season to transfer. Uh, I don't know where right. I forget where he so went. So it's just now Roberson is that Roberson, is that... and then Micah Bowens is is a is a is a true freshman. Yeah. Um, and we and we don't have another we don't have a, a quarterback coming in in the 2021 class. We have a quarterback coming in in the 2022 class, and he's only a three star quarterback uh you know he's like i think he's the nation's number 14 dual threat quarterback in bo pribola i think i'm pronouncing his name correct but he's out of york um he's having a, a decent year um and maybe his numbers will go up in terms of uh you know star ranking and you know all that kind of stuff yeah it has it's hard to, to know shift you know certainly but, but it doesn't look like he's like a justin fields justin or trevor fields. lawrence right he's yeah he's none of those things and and, and we've re- on it we've really we felt like you know Sean Clifford was going to take a step this year, and he didn't. So it really makes you wonder what this team's ceiling is moving into next year. Um, you really hope that that the the COVID was the the reason that stunted his growth with Kirk Shiraka, but for Sean the, Clifford, for Sean Clifford, but it's yeah. it doesn't leave you with a ton of confidence. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and we, like we haven't seen Taquan Roberson. At all, so no, we we have, we have no idea whether he's going to be the next big thing or what. You know, we but but there based, wasn't even a spring game for us to take a look at him. But having a lack of depth at the quarterback position is not in the it's not in the best interest. As I mean, we look saw at the, with the Ravens at, this week, right? Well, yeah, totally. Shout out to Trace McSorley again, again. Which, but but um, you know, and by the way, Trace was a three star recruit, so maybe this Bo Pribilo is going to end up being yeah some, yeah. So all good. all things have to be uh you know wait waited to but see. But as you can see from our running back depth this year, you know, yeah. without the depth that we had, we would know, have been really we've sunk. been toast. I mean, luckily yeah. we had Kaziah Holmes and Kevon Lee in the same class. Like, good, th- thank yes, heavens, right? You know, Franklin recruited two running backs uh, last year. Well, look, year. let me just so so. You know, you're saying maybe it's trying to like show Will Levis that he's got a well, future. Well, Tommy Stevens left. Yeah, that didn't you know that didn't help us? I, I guess what I want to say that as a counterpoint to that is if you're if you're really concerned about that, why then aren't you giving him some passes in that no package? That's exactly right. Not, uh, like okay, if you man. really want to say <laughs> we're going to have a two QB system, and yeah, you're sort of a run specialist, but you still want to like you still want to give him a chance to throw the ball because that's what. And and by the way, Will Levis is not a bad passer all things considered he showed pretty well that um you know his passing you know in the games that he was passing you know and he was benched not because he was throwing interceptions it's because he no, put the ball on the ground as a yeah. fun ball yeah, so which so, which so as a funny as so a ball runner 17 times <laughs> yeah. awesome yeah. right <laughs> you know I, and i gotta say it just it felt like a little bit of like stubbornness on the part of kirk Shiraka. Of like, yeah. I don't care. It didn't I, work I last time or the time game, before. I remember saying in the game, this like me, all my buddies all said that you know, Kirk Schrock has got some nerve running this play <laughs> he got time some and time nerve. and time again. Like like it's indefensible. 
I mean, it's defensible from a defensive standpoint. Well, but it's indefensible from a coaching <laughs> standpoint in terms of how could you continue to trot this play out there 17 times like All right, that? so here's my counterpoint to all of that. And uh, clearly, everyone, you can tell we've switched into major game themes. Where we've done talking about the, the game flow. Um, two things as a counterpoint. Number one, it seems clear to me that weather was a major factor. And a big part of why they um, switched their offensive play calling. And what did we say? There's only Clifford only threw eight passes in the second half. He was five for eight in the second half. Um, so they clearly were were deprioritizing the passing game, and I think that had some to do with the weather. And Clifford said in this post game interview that um, it wasn't that it was a constant wind, but it was a blustery wind. And he said there were even sometimes show up out of nowhere where it would affect the snap wow. from the center to the quarterback. That's how, that's how windy that's how, it was. That's how blustery it was. And so. Again, and when you can, I mean, obviously we're we're never under center, so correct. you're I mean, in a windy game, but yeah. So, whatever. but if the, if that's the 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 level of the um, you know, the weather's effect the on on the on ball the- in the air, it, you know that that that's one reason why you just you move away from the pass because it's just hard to pass effectively. And, and a couple of those passes that we saw in the second half, and who knows whether, whether the wind was affecting them or not, but maybe if the wind was moving it around, maybe that's why they soar, you know, soared a little bit or, uh, you know, you know, even those Parker Washington drops, maybe the ball just wasn't acting quite uh, predictable in the air. Uh, I, you know, I'm just speculating there. But so that's nuts number one. So clearly the game plan was we're going to run the ball, and I, and I wonder if that's because of weather. Number two, we protected – we had a lead and a dominant line play. I think they just said we're going to play this game so that we do not give this win away because what we really want more than anything – you know more than you know sports center highlights is we want the win and so we're going to play an excruciatingly conservative offensive game once we had a, a lead that we thought that we could uh, w- was enough to win us the game and even though we had we lost a turnover battle Andy yeah um, the defense <laughs> made up for it yeah you know, and that's I, the other I, thing the defense was playing really well and I think the coaches knew it. And so I think the offense at some point the offensive game plan went to we're not going to lose the game here. Now, whether or not that means it was the right call to to run the ball with Will Levis, I don't know that I, I still don't think that was because his yards per carry didn't bear that out. I mean, I, I would much rather have had Devin Ford and Kevon Lee well, running well, the ball than Will Levis most of those times. I think I think you're you're. Be- <laughs> I just think you're better off. It's Greg, Greg Schiano is not a moron. Like he he can he makes it the adjustments. So, so predictable. So so it was so predictable. So why bring uh, Will Levison as the wildcat? Is essentially what that is. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And not even handing it off. Why don't you leave Sean Clifford out there and just hand it off to Will Levis if you like Will Levis as a runner so much? <laughs> no, I'm yeah. serious. No, like at well, least then, again, at least then the defense has got to respect the possible th- threat of a pass. Well, again, I think it's because. You know, when you have the quarterback run, you have that extra blocker that the defense has to account for. That's the that's the on paper rationale for it. I thought you were going to say, and what I would have said, well, why don't you just leave Clifford out there because he that's definitely has a threat, but not with Will Levis. Just okay, have it be okay. Clifford and yeah, your running right. back, and yeah. run Clifford because he's a decent runner, of course. 
And he obviously has a threat of the pass. Now, again, I think Clifford looked really good on a few plays where he, you know, he like pump faked and then like took took a, a seam and just went yeah, for yeah. And, and against Michigan again, he, he had some good run, run, running game, uh, run plays. So you know, again, it just felt weird. You know, did they see something that they just really thought they could exploit and it never happened? Were they just like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna give Clifford a break. We're gonna take some of the burden off his shoulders. We're gonna, you know, whatever it was, um, they really felt like they had something. And look, we came away with a W. So in terms of it being an indefensible call. Well, the defense of that call is that we won the, we won game. the game. Yeah, you know? we're not, we're not, we're not, this isn't the team that's trying to win with style points to impress the playoff committee. No, you know? and, and I think Sharaka, right. I think Sharaka said that, and, and I think he was available to the press on Thursday. And I think basically he's like, look, our number one goal is to get the W. And like, if, if like, if you're still working to rebuild trust, among the team and you still have the the shadow of all those mistakes in the background just hanging on the ball and not turning it over when when the running you know by running the ball eating up clock shortening the game you know again how many yards on the ground total did we have in spite of you know Will Levis being in in there for 17 running plays it was like 230 some i think we had 248 rushing yards 248 rushing yards yeah it was a good day on the ground so I mean, I mean, ultimately, you know, and again, we we held, uh, you know, onto the ball for for you know thirty six minutes or something. Like and that. and by the way, in the first half, we you know until we turtled, so to speak, um, we had held onto the ball for I think for nearly twenty minutes in the first half alone. Yeah. So so, so it was in like the a, second a half, constrictor, yeah, you know, boa constrictor kind of like you know just choking out the 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 other team. So um, well, look. This is going to be something to keep an eye on, right? Why are we using the two QB system? Why is it seem so predictable? Are we going to see anything different next week or in the Champions Week? Um, you know, will we throw uh, out, Levis out there and then have him pass out of that formation? You'd like to think. Uh, here was the other thing I heard Sharaka say, by the way, is that. Um, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't Sharaka. It was an article I read, but basically said it was obvious that they've. Um, Simplified their offense significantly. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so Clifford doesn't have too many things running through his head. Yeah. And, and again, I think much. this, you know, more run plays, Will Levis on a QB draw. It's just keeping think, it simple, right? I that's think the it's formula clear, to get a W when you're the superior team. I think it's clear that when we're, you know, running the ball with our running backs, that, that run, that running back run play is more effective overall on average. Than the Will Levis run package, so it'll be interesting to see if the the coaches adjust. I think Kevon Lee is the kind of like give him the ball twenty yeah. times a game. That's what Tony Hunt was. Yeah, which you by the, the way, you get uh, Tony Hunt the ball twenty twenty five times a game, he's gonna get a hundred yards, and you're gonna hang out of the ball. Right, you're gonna hang out of the ball for a long time. Now, um, Devin Ford was the starter. At yeah, running yeah. back, yeah. But Kevon Lee got the bulk of the carries, yeah. and the bulk of the yards. 
Yep. Kevon Lee had 17 carries for 95 yards. Um, and you just give him give him those 20 carries. As you you know, he had 95 yards on 17. Give him 20 carries. He, He'll he get had, the averaged 5.6 on that and he had a long of 31. Um, you know, Devin Ford had a good day, 5.9 yard average, and got that um that touchdown run of his was, you know, it was pretty a good much looking a run. Of, yeah, I mean it and it was an outside run. So it seems yes. that like the coaches are, are figuring out how to get these guys kind of towards the edges a little bit more, whereas the first five games was like straight into the it was like two yards and a cloud of dust is what it felt like for yeah. running the ball, um, particularly with Ford. But they're you know, Ford looked good on some runs today. He did or, excuse he, me he, on Saturday. Was, he looked, I think as good as he's looked all season. He made he made some jump cuts where where you know the the announcers and of course it's Matt Millen a homer um you know he's you know, mentioned he looks like a Saquon Barkley jump cutting you know to the outside. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch I, maybe. I, I wouldn't call it that, you know. They're just trying to <laughs> say whatever they can say to make things sound exciting. But um but he he had some vision and had some athletic plays and, yeah, and broke you know what some I, tackles. You remember what I said to you during the game was that it looks like he's playing it with someone who's uh, has got someone behind him who might steal his spot. I, I, like he was playing I, you know, he, for his role on the team. I think I thought that's and, how. And it didn't how, help his cause that you know he probably was trying to make up for the fact that he fumbled twice too. You know, yeah. Um, but but here's aside from those those fumbles though, he looked he looked like uh, a runner with. A purpose. He, I mean, he was between, just between those two running backs, you, we, we we ran you know uh, tw- uh, twenty eight rushes for 150 yards or 160 yards yeah. and a touchdown. Now, you know, Keziah Holmes didn't really get going in the game, which we didn't really need him to. But, but you know, if Will Levis isn't running 17 times a game, maybe Keziah gets more. But my brain goes to the this place where I'm like, what happens when Noah Kane comes back next year and you have to all these mouths to feed? You know, d- does one of these guys leave? Does Noah Kane leave? Does he feel like the odd man out and he wants to transfer? I, I mean, I don't see it necessarily because – because our our Jawan Sider running back coach kind of has a really good relationship with all these guys that he recruits, so it'll just be interesting to see when everybody's full strength. Well, um, I, you know, if any if anything was learned during this year depth by matters. the running backs, yeah. it's that anyone in this Penn State running back room has a chance to take the field at any time. Yeah. Like if someone's down on the depth chart for whatever reason, they should not get too discouraged because any day anything can happen i mean this this season has shown that turning around no they've all yeah and they've all shown themselves to be very good runners so you know i mean i hope we don't lose someone to transfer i mean like we said like how much is um ricky slade regretting his decision to transfer over to old dominion who didn't even get to play a single game this year he could have been the number one back this year um, he would have easily. had his opportunity, you know, he would have easily been the number one back. So, you know, and I guess the same, same could be said for Will Levis for that matter. You're talking about the transfer thing. I mean, Tommy Stevens transferred. He had a shot at, at, uh, I was going to say Minnesota state, but Mississippi, no, Mississippi state. state yeah. Um, and, and, um, you know, it didn't quite work out for him. Would he have preferred to have been? I mean, he would have started last year. A couple I mean, he games. got he got drafted, but but um, in the seventh round, and and you know he by the New Orleans Saints, but he's on the practice squad for the Carolina Panthers at this point in time. So I, I'm just saying, like, yes, you want to believe in yourself. Yes, you want to roll the dice if you think you have a better opportunity. But the grass is not always greener, and there are some opportunities at Penn State. I do hope um, you know that we keep all four of these running backs next year. I do hope that Will Levis stays. But look, let's um, 
let's just talk about a couple of other game themes. And sure. to me, there were two really, really positive ones that came out of this for me. Uh, one we've already talked about at length is just the defensive dominance. And the other one uh, we haven't really mentioned, but it was um, implied, is that in spite of the score not feeling like it was a runaway, Penn State was clearly the better team. Clearly the better team. And they played like it. Aside yeah. from the score and, and in the spite of turtling a little bit, <laughs> like, uh, you know, the, the line play on both sides, the skill play, the you know, it just, it, it felt like they, they were taking care of business. And this was not a lackluster game for the most part. That you know, they this was a team playing with purpose, taking care of business, doing what they need to do, and they were clearly the more dominant team. It was not a close game in any respect, even though there were one or two spots, maybe it felt like it could get close. This was a Penn State's game all the way. No questions about who the better team was. And be, and minus that 15-yard penalty uh, on us, I, I, you know, we only had one other penalty on the day. So we, you know, we're not, we're not, you know, you could talk about the fumble and the interception if you want, but those those two turnovers didn't um, amount to anything negative for us in terms of. Uh, I guess they did score largely a touchdown. because of the. Well, they they scored a touchdown largely but, because of the. Yes, they they scored seven. But but, it, but it was a, it ended up being an inconsequential seven points, you know, ultimately right, because of the dominance of the defense. yeah, and and when we the defense, you know, I guess what maybe there was like one offside penalty by Shakatoni, Shakatoni maybe I think is what I'm yeah, remembering. It was another one of those that gave him a first down, I think too. Yeah, it was like ah. well, the point is that that like you know we're it was not, a clean game. It was pretty clean, and, and on a on a on a crappy day, on a back you know back to back road road games when you know you've had a long long year of of a lot of uncertainty, and it, they were pretty focused. I feel I felt like the team was pretty focused on this game. They're playing like a team these days. They're now, playing so, like a team, and so they're playing like a team with purpose, which is weeks, really good to see. Two weeks in a row, we've we've uh, we've never trailed in the game, and and it, it basically our our points output kind of matched the Michigan game. You know, we, we scored twenty three um, against Rutgers, we scored twenty seven against Michigan, but but like if you go by quarter by quarter, we you know we scored seventeen in the first half, seven points in the first quarter, uh, ten points in the in the third or the second quarter, and then a field goal in the third quarter. And then only three in the fourth quarter, whereas in Michigan we we closed it out with a touchdown. But it, you know, we're scoring in every quarter and maintaining uh, the lead and maintaining you know control of the game essentially. So so those are positive things to look at when you're when you're trying to climb out and like scrape and scratch and claw your way out of the basement of the Big Big Ten and Big Ten East division. So you got to hand it to to these players for 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 coming back and fighting from, you know, historically one of the worst starts. Historically the, the worst, worst start. The, the worst. worst start. Yeah. Yeah. So, in Penn State history. So let's let's take a step back from the the themes of this game and just just think about what this win means with the bigger picture of the season, as as you've implied. That this is now a team that we can say is coming out of the 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 bottom of a of a terrible dismal start right 
And, it, you know, we said last week, is, is this going to be a turn? it was turn- fixable for a while. I mean, really, it didn't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. You know, we were talking but, about bur- bur- burning it all to the ground and yeah. closing up shop and, 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 you know, whatever. I mean, how do you, who do you hire to when right. you fire <laughs> James Franklin? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, now look, you know, we're not, we're not there yet in terms no, of no, the no, full no, blown no. turnaround, but, but, but like at the row, end of the Michigan game, we were saying, I wonder if this is the start of a turning point or is it just a blip? And, you know, the way this team played against, uh, you know, clearly inferior Rutgers team. But look, I mean, we we said this is a dangerous Rutgers team. They, seen, yeah. they have scored at least 20 points on everyone this season. And we nearly pitched a shutout. Uh, you know, um, so, you know, meanwhile, our offense did more than enough to win in a very blustery, uh, ugly game. You know, so we, we dominated. Uh, so th- this was not a scrape by win. Um, so we seem to have found some traction. And I think what that means is in the bigger picture is that looking ahead, we have the opportunity to close the regular season on a win streak, uh, depending on what happens this coming week at Michigan State. And depending on what happens after that in Champions Week and who knows if even a bowl game might be in the I mean, in the I'm mix. dreaming. I'm dreaming. You know, the odds that you would end on a five-game win streak after a five-game lose streak, it really it really feels like a totally different narrative to the season at the end of that. If you can do it. it if you can do we're two, it, right? We're two games in on a possible I mean, five-game run. And, it, and yeah, we, maybe right we're now. counting our chickens before we they probably hatch, are. right? We probably but are. Michigan State beat Michigan. Michigan State beat an undefeated Northwestern. They pose a, a threat. You can't just look past them like we probably no. I mean, past we'll get Maryland into it too. earlier this year. I mean, we'll get into to, to the specifics in our in our um, our next episode. But you know, the way they played against Rutgers is is a team. It's a team that you can believe can play some good football, and that there are some things possible in the future. It's it's not it's not outside of the realm of possibility. Um, respectability. And a season that started zero and five is a pretty is a pretty amazing thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, the other thing is, and and this is maybe a little bit of a footnote, but but you know, we were going into the saying, look, we could go zero for three against our our cross border rivals. Yeah. You know, uh, we lost to Ohio State, we lost to Maryland. What are we going to do against Rutgers? And in particular, how does that look for recruiting in the region? And you know, so at least when it comes to New Jersey. Um, we did not allow a new narrative to begin uh, with the start of the Greg Schiano era. Correct. That, that border battle really was, turned out to be a rout. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Schiano could. I mean, it's his first year. He he's going to be there next year. He's going to he, he's going to build a better team. So you know, everything you can do to keep them down, I'm all for. <laughs> um, we're gonna be we're gonna be battling for some of the same recruits. That's for sure. And Shiano's a great recruiter, so winning head-to-heads against him is going to go a long way. Now, you and I are feeling a lot more positive about this team uh, after a couple of wins, but you can also see it in the players, in the players and in the coaches. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Devin Ford was asked a question about mentality. What's the mentality of this team coming out of the second wind? And, and, and you know, it just it seems clear that, that, that this team has a, sort of a hardened mentality. They're battle ready. They're they're 
you know, they fought through these things and, and they are, they're looking to play some mean football. He said, look, our mentality is we want to play smash mouth football. And you can see that in the demeanor of the coaches and the players. They are, you know, even the stubbornness of Kirk Sharaka to keep running it and keep running Will Levis out there when everyone in the stadium knows that's what he's going to do and to be content to run him out three times and gain nine yards and punt the football away. And it's just like, well, who cares? Whatever. We're going to win this game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, so (laughs) Will Levis is six foot three, 230 pounds, you know, and in you run 17 times with a 230 pound, um, you know, with two 230 pound battering Rams and Kevon Lee and Will Levis, that kind of probably takes the, the will out of the, the, you know, a defense that's, uh, getting tired of tackling these big bodies. So, so yeah, it plays its role for sure. And even, and even Sean Clifford, you know, getting on, getting back to what you said about playing smash mouth football and, and the demeanor of the team and Clifford, it was like, you know, Hey, listen, we're not losers. Like we're, we still have yeah. a winning attitude on this team. We lost some games, but that's not who we are. We're not a losing team. He's like, yeah, we're we came fight. here to win football games. And, yeah. you know, the fact that they're having some success now, um, especially, you know, with the offense, um, you know, making enough scores and the defense stopping the opposing team a little bit. Really, this team's identity is starting to show that it's a dominant run game. It's a ball control offense. They're going to choke the life out of the other team. And then they're going to use a, you know, a solid defense uh, to win games. They're not necessarily going to be, uh, you yeah, know, we're not like filled sat- with... Yeah, that's we're not, lots we're not lot of sacking and intercepting, intercepting things like crazy, but but you know they're we're gonna play they, solid. The, and, the defensive line still still you know they contain, they pressure. Um, there's still some pretty hard hits. Yeah, happening. it's not gonna be uh you know, at least at this point, it's not gonna be the kind of thing we're gonna see a lot of highlights. Um, you know, of like crazy catches or, you know, big play offense. No, that's not what we're doing. That's not the identity of this team, but it's, but it's clear it's coming out and it's, and it is a formula that can win you some games. Some um, of these, some of these defenders are really starting to to come into their own, you know, Daquan Hardy, you know, yeah, he's, he's missed a couple of plays, um, but he had a big time sack on third down, um, along with PJ Mustafer. I mean, he got credit for the full sack, but it was a great play where both linebackers, Ellis Brooks and 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 Jesse Lucetta, looked like they were gonna blitz, and they immediately, when the ball was snapped, you know, like both turned from the line and ran out to cover the flats and and the, and in the secondary. And Daquan Hardy blitzed hard off the edge. It was beautiful. Jaquan Brisker has made some really good stops. He broke up a pass down along the sideline. Brisker line. had a beautiful. great game, and he had. A big big tackle for a loss too. Like Brisker's starting to come into his own. So some yeah. of these players are starting to get um some 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 big plays happening. And you know, that's how it starts. It's like yeah, a agree. play, you know, yep. for an individual player that really starts to paint the picture for this defense starting to get some sum and maybe not fooled. They're not like the best defense out there, but they're starting to get a little bit of swagger. Um, and yeah, and, some you confidence, know, trust yeah, in each other. Yeah. Finally putting it together. Now, you know, and again, the secondary had a great game. Rutgers came in as a passing offense that's how they have won their games that you know and we really really kept their their you know and it wasn't a great day to throw the ball either but we we really kept their passing game to a minimum andy andy let me me just tell you tell me so so (laughs) i mean i i this is this is the lowest point total that 
uh, Rutgers has had all season long. And you'd think that at the end of your season, when you you just beat Purdue, you won thirty seven to thirty. You know, you, you're, it's your second Big Ten win of the season, and and you're you're playing better than you have played in the last like two and a half years in the Big Ten. And, Two and you know, a half decades. Yeah, right. And so they scored. <laughs> they scored thirty-eight against Michigan State, um, beating Michigan State. They scored twenty-one against Indiana, which, by the way, Indiana just beat Wisconsin this past weekend. Yeah, go um, Indiana, fourteen to six. They really their defense shut Wisconsin down. That was a so. sweet thing to see, and and the the, yeah. and the way that the players were hyping around they, Tom they, Allen. Yeah, if you yeah. haven't oh, seen yeah. the Tom oh, Allen God. interview, we'll go it look that up. It, it was it was a beautiful. I mean, it, Tom, don't look now, but Tom Allen and this Indiana team. They look like they're trending. Coach not of the just year, up this I'd season, say, Tom not just, Allen, you not just this the season. Year. They look like they're they're whole. You know, yeah. Don't school, look now. Yeah, they, they're in an upward trajectory from season to season under Tom Allen. But anyway, so so they scored, being Rutgers scored twenty seven against Ohio State. They scored forty two against Michigan. So they're coming off a, a win against Purdue, and they're feeling good about themselves. They're coming home to their 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 um. Uh, you know, final home game of this season. Their injured starter is back in the lineup. Yeah, exactly. And our defense just blank, practically blank something compared to what they've been used to. I mean, like you said, outside of those, those two drives, um, the desperation second to last drive for 60 yards and, and the short short field field, 36 yard drive. I mean, that's, you know, they, they got less than a hundred yards outside of those two drives. So, um, you know, all that to say, uh, there's some, this identity, is is one that can work for Penn State. Um, the offensive line is finally. I mean, gosh, what are we? Seven games into the season now, six games, and they're filtering out wine. You know, they're finally the playing right well. And by the way, the right just as a little aside, configuration. I heard someone say, uh, and I I can't find this anywhere um, when I went back to look it up, but someone say that they they basically are learning a whole new blocking scheme. That they're basically doing a zone blocking scheme this year, and I don't think Penn State's used that before. It's a, and, and you know the, the Ravens, um, you know who's my team, NFL team. Um, a couple of years ago, they had Gary Kubiak as their offensive coordinator, who installed a zone blocking scheme for them, and it's a totally different way to do the running game. And when Kubiak ran it for the Ravens, he was a master, and they they were were punishing on the ground. But it, it, if the Penn State offense is either switching to a zone blocking scheme or at least, you know, having that as a package. Again, another explanation for why the O-line just didn't seem that's a totally different way to handle, you know, the run game. Yeah. So the anyway, all that to say, the O-line looked great. Yeah, they controlled the line of scrimmage. They were getting pushed on a the majority of the plays that they needed to get push on. And here we are. It's this coming Saturday against Michigan State. It's the second Saturday in December. Yeah, I don't know. Has Penn State ever played a home game in December, or I, you know, certainly? Anyway, all that to say, not, not that I can remember, Andy. This it's is probably a formula. <laughs> this is a formula for winning games in cold, wet weather. Yeah, and so you know, there's going to be a chance to have a go out on a high note. We'll we'll get into that next week. Yeah, we'll but, get into Michigan State on uh, on Wednesday when we record. Um, but man, yeah, just the opportunities uh, are there uh, f- to close out this season on a on an even higher note than these last two games have been. Um, it'll be a- really interesting to see. You know, we built this Rutgers game was obviously we build we built off of the Michigan win. Um, the defense looked a lot better, um, and 
yeah, we'll see if we can build off of this Rutgers win against a, a beatable Michigan State that uh, could still post. And um, we'll we'll see if Franklin has anything to say in his Tuesday uh, press conference. We'll we'll update well, yeah. you on the news and notes. Um, you know, and one of the things I think we'll touch on too is just here we are, the last game of the season. Um, and don't and jinx it, don't jinx it. I won't. Okay, I'll we'll wait. Don't jinx it. Um, let's just wait. Let's just wait. All right. We'll bring it up in the Michigan State pregame. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll, a little tease for something we're <laughs> going to talk about, and you don't know what. But in any case, uh, we're looking at, uh, well, hey, we're back to the trophy battle. The land the grant. Infamous land grant the trophy. The ugliest trophy in history. And Which, uh, which by the way, I'm, I'm actually grown I'm to enjoy it. We, and I hate that, that, you know, they've taken away that game from us being the last game of the season. Even though we're still in the same division, you know, everybody else plays some sort of cool rivalry game. We don't have a Pitt or a uh, West Virginia or a Notre Dame. That yeah, it's we, not going it, to – it shouldn't be Rutgers or Maryland at this time. Well, it's, and that's what it's it's been kind of lately, yeah. you know. But anyway, we're back to our sort of like, you know, quote-unquote traditional Big Ten last game rival of Michigan State. You know, and um, so we'll get into that next. Michigan State's had an f- interesting, funky season. There's a lot to talk about. What kind of team they are? They got a they new just coach. Got smoked they, they, by Ohio State. They they've had a couple of really good games. You know, they beat Michigan. They beat uh, the the number one team in the West, Northwestern. And, and other than that, they haven't had success. Why is that? I don't know, to be honest, Tom. And so we'll we'll dig into that a little bit and and talk about that. In a couple days. Um, until then, bro. Yeah, it always starts with I love you and, and it, ends it ends with I with love you. I love you, bro. Uh, especially yeah. when we're thinking of uh, Devin Ford and the loss of his brother. I'm glad, also, I'm glad also, for you, my brother. Yeah. Also, shout out to Larry Johnson. Uh, got a victory as the, the head coach for Ohio State. Not that we... Uh, Appreciate Ohio State winning, but but we 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 got love for Larry Johnson getting um, you know his due um, respect as a uh, big time you know serious you know awesome coach that uh, got his, got his chops uh, you know uh, under under Joe Pa for years and years and years and we we, we miss him and and we, we're glad that he you know he's getting his shot you know to at least showcase his talents. Well, it wouldn't be a Blue and White Brothers podcast without Tom stepping (laughs) on my (laughs) my outro. I just Uh, felt this guy deserves a little recognition. Yeah, you know, you're like you're like Steve Jobs, except with a lot more beard hair. Steve Jobs, yeah, yeah, because he always had the like one one more thing. thing. Except your one more thing is always like totally random. You're welcome. (laughs) No problem. That. <laughs> Look, guys, uh, thanks for sticking with us. We've got our last regular season game to preview next time on the Blue and White Brothers. Thanks for listening to the Blue and White Brothers. Join us next time for another great episode about Penn State football. Want to make sure you don't miss an episode? Be sure to hit subscribe before you go. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review with overwhelming words of adulation and praise. 